Hello, everybody, and welcome to Leadership by Designs podcast. Pushpa here, your host, and so excited to be sharing the first part of this two-part series on some of my recent research around leadership and human behaviors. Having been in a leadership role since the age of five, it has become a personal lifestyle for me. It's a passion. In fact, it's it's the love of my life. The more I practice it, the more I research and learn about it every day, grows my desire to explore it even further. I love it. I'm going to share this quote, which I've written. Finish trying to work everything out with your minds. It will not get you far. Learn, live, lead by intuition and inspiration and let your whole life be a wonder. So today, I thought I would share some content around my recent findings. Some of it may seem technical or scientific, but bear with me. And I would suggest have patience just to want to understand what I'm sharing. And of course, as always, if you have any questions or concerns or want further clarity, please do get in touch with me. Now, a lot of my leadership programs are based on some of these values, not all of it, but I wanted to share the type of research that I've recently been doing. So humanists suggest that we each have our own way of perceiving and interpreting the world around which shapes our personality and guides behavior. All human behavior is believed to be purposeful for the individual from their unique point of view. I agree with that. I've, um, as a clinical psychologist and clinical neurotherapist, personality is what we are from within and then what else has been contributed from the outside sources. Consequently, personality assessments and interventions delivered by humanistic professionals focus on seeking narrative information from clients, which we know about how they perceive themselves and understand their place in world. Such a crucial point to understand. Carl Rogers, uh, he was around from 1902 to 1987. He said, humanistic theories have heavily influenced the field of positive psychology, which focuses on character strengths, thriving resilience and building long last happiness. According to Carl Rogers, one, one self-concept, excuse me, one self-concept or the other in which one thinks of oneself is the foundation upon which personality is developed. In this model, individuals are believed to be naturally driven towards seeking self-congruence, agreement or harmony in three areas of their lives. Now, I've covered two of these in my confidence series uh, and I think I spoke about them in setting boundaries as well, but definitely self-image and self-worth. So self-image, their current view of themselves, self-worth, how much they value themselves as an individual and the ideal self, i.e. their aspirations about who they would like to be. Personality developments, okay, it begins at an early age, with children seeking out approval or positive regard for their behavior. This behavior, my friends, then continues with adulthood with many individuals determining their sense of self-worth based on their evaluations 
on how important people around them view or perceive them. Now, often negative evaluations from important others can impact on one's self-worth. So it creates a distance between one's self-image and ideal self, resulting in internal conflict attributed to incongruent view of self. So what this is saying is that if you have your self-image within you and say it's a beautiful self-image, confidence, courageous, and then you get somebody from outside tell you otherwise, it's going to start having, you're going to start having conflict within you. This so-called incongruent view can result in impending self-growth and discovery. Essentially, now listen to this, essentially the person will continue to experience issues because they remain out of balance in how they relate to the world. Now, the goal of self-actualization is to engage in a process that leads to increasing overlap between these areas, being congruent with the view of yourself, right? Or to achieve a balanced and accurate perception of one's true self. Now, Rogers viewed each person's journey towards self-actualization to be unique. Therefore, therapists adopting the humanistic approach emphasized the need for a holistic and client-centered or person-centered view of that person. That's why I do my clinical psychology and my clinical neurotherapy and my mentoring and leadership training on a holistic level. That's why I do my research into ancient wisdoms and the historical leadership principles because that's they didn't know anything else. They were true to themselves. And I put this in my boundaries podcast is that they were who they were. They were the truth. They weren't manipulated as much as many of us are in being true to the person and living the life that they were meant to be living before others told them what they should be living. So what you have learned recently, now this is a question for you all. Tell me, what have you learned recently about your business, your organization, about yourself? And I know for many, it's going to be nothing. Well, that's not good. Just going outside of the, uh, what was I going to say? Just coming outside of that perspective, if you want to be the next block, Busters, friends, you have to take action to grow. Read something, learn something, do something, go for a coffee with a coach, a role model, someone you would love to have a relationship with, someone who will inspire you to grow to higher levels. For your success as a person, a leader, it's critical that you are learning and growing and achieving all your desires. And that simply comes down to how much you want to make the most of your life. Our first module in our, um, in our ultimate leadership program really gets you to dig deep down, to scrape your barrel, to find out who you truly are, what your true original self-image was before it was compromised or before it was added to. So... In today's modern context, especially in leaderships, there's only common traits that are being taught, which 
is what's covering today's leadership training in many ways. That's why I thought, yes, I will teach the common traits, but I want to go the extra mile and really teach the authentic leadership skills that are are historical leaders thought us and taught us and they've left benchmarks that are going to be so difficult for our new ex- new and existing leaders to reach unless they find out who they truly are from within now some of these common traits that are being taught in modern practices include failure to communicate lack of trust lack of accountability fear of being fired lack of clear vision poor execution and so on and so on yes these modern practices are very important for people for existing and emerging leaders even individuals even teams however the failure in leadership is because the real authentic human touch is missing ie for example india has always boasted of a rich tradition in the area of learning and education since ancient times it is well known that people from other nations such as europe the middle east and portugal came to india to get a really great quality education and it was for this and it was the same for the greek and the romans some of our greatest philosopher leaders were born in these eras now i've been fortunate enough to have an exposure in arena arenas of modern day practices and ancient wisdoms I mean I've been in leadership for over 50 years. I'm so grateful for my personal experiences, for the research, for my masters. So whilst living a very interesting life full of critical experiences, these experiences they assured my survival and more so they assured my achievements as well. through this i first developed the original ultimate leadership program which i mentioned and i know at my speaking engagements i look forward to our time together with my audiences because learning how to share wisdom to grow and develop more leaders and especially thoughts that are going through my mind seeing them visualizing them reading them somehow makes it more real to me but more so to my audience because they see my belief in that they see my confidence again in my confidence podcast when they see my presence they automatically start to replicate where i'm at that faith knowing that i could do what i set my heart on started my leadership journey more so when i took over the role of mom which by the way coming to terms um what i want to say is that when my mom passed and i was you know indirectly there it it was just it was a journey of great leadership growth and learning because what happened was that i had to let go of everything and just be there do you know what my greatest wish for during that time when i took over the role of mom whilst i was suffering i wish i had met someone like me that i am today during those dark very lonely lost moments i wish there was somebody like me i could have reached out to so i wonder how many of you here 
which the same for a past event that has not served you in a good way to have had it be in a different perception that would have supported you and your growth as an individual and as a leader in life. When I started to lead my life out of choice from the age of 10, um, it was a crucial decision for me because I had to let go of my childhood. I had to come to terms that mom had passed away and also the fact that I would never get an avenue of enjoying a childhood that a normal child would have. I had to become a mature, responsible actor adult literally overnight and I was surprised that the qualities were being exposed to me from within with every decision I made every thought I processed every action I took and more so the results I was seeing unfold was just phenomenal I mean at that age I opened up bank accounts for my siblings so that they could save a little bit of money. I managed the weekly budget. I looked after my father and continued to study and then went to have my first job as a welder at the age of 16 once I finished my psychology qualifications. And then obviously later on, I continued my education after the age of 25. But that was probably eight years after my businesses were running really successful in a family environment and I had great exposure as an entrepreneur even before I'd started studying. So I had become a mature, responsible adult literally overnight and this came with the faith knowing what I was doing was right and also knowing that it supported the people around me. Now I'm going to end this podcast here but I've got a question for you to consider over the next few weeks. I don't know. Have you ever felt that you truly wanted something and it comes to you only when you deeply desire from within? We can make things happen. Yes, lots of times. But have you thought of something within you that you've wanted but you never really put a plan in place to get it and all of a sudden it's there. And that's exactly where our leaders of today need to come from, from within. And when they do that, to have that deep faith knowing that everything they need will unfold. An individual who has enough self-belief and determination and the ability to work for the good is bound to taste success in any field that he or she sets her foot in. So my friends, that's it for today. Thank you for joining me. I look forward to speaking to you. And the second part of this series will be coming in a couple of weeks or it might be in the month of September. Remember any questions in regards to our mentoring and programs on leadership please do get in touch happy to help it's bye for now pushpa your friend